go up top, look at Cesaro, still got some fight in him. It's appropriate, they're battling in the shadow of the WrestleMania sign. Oh, Cesaro, oh, what is he going to do from here? Went for the sunset, Cesaro! And now Cesaro! Flooring the champion! Going for the neutralizer! Cesaro! Neutralizer! Neutralizer! He's the Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> I am the voice of the voiceless. Do I have everybody's attention now? about your damn luck. I deserve one more match. It's gonna be the end of the world as you know it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another electric edition of WrestleRant Radio, live here on EC Radio. I'm your host, with the most, Bleacher Report featured columnist, Graham G.S.M. Matthews. Extremely excited for the future of pro wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. We have Elimination Chamber in just five days, the final stop before the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania. It's going to be epic. And not only that, we are only five days away, or six days away, I should say, until the launch of the revolutionary WWE Network, which I am hoping to launch or hoping to acquire on the night of the launch. Extremely excited for that. That should be absolutely epic. Um, but not only that, we're going to be talking about Elimination Chamber predictions on tonight's show, Monday Night Raw from last night, and our review of the show, and a bunch of other news and notes. But before I go any further, I'm going to be joined by Jacob Bloom, an avid pro wrestling fan. How's it going tonight, Jacob? Oh. Doing all right, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been really excited to do this again since we did it last time. Yeah, no problem. It's been a, quite a while since I've talked to you live on the airwaves, so I'm looking forward to tonight's show as well. And, of course, folks, if you want to get involved in tonight's show, tweet me on Twitter with the hashtag. Um, no, I'm thinking of my other show. Uh, just tweet me on Twitter, at WrestleRant on Twitter, or like my official Facebook page, at Graham Justin Matthews. As far as the hashtag thing goes, you guys can send me questions for my YouTube channel, uh, at Graham Justin Matthews, for my weekly Monday Mailbag video, at Graham GSM Matthews on YouTube with the hashtag AskGSM. You could send me tweets, uh, Facebook posts, whatever. Um, Jacob sent me a question a number of weeks ago about dream matches, and hopefully we will be able to talk about that at the end of tonight's show. So also looking very much forward to that. But of course, you can listen to this show every single week right here on EC Radio, Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8, 7 Central Time. Um, it's some great stuff. You can check out the official archive 
over at my official website, nextdaywrestling.weebly.com. Um, every episode up until the show's debut in October is up there, so make sure to check that out as well. But without any further ado, before we get into Monday Night Raw, before we get into Elimination Chamber, we're going to be talking some news and notes for just a brief bit, kicking it off with a rumor that was circulating around the web this past week in regards to Randy Orton. A report was issued just a number of days ago stating that the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Randy Orton could very well be on the verge of a face turn, apparently since WWE officials aren't faithful in the current faces of the WWE, um, Sheamus, John Cena, and whoever else, since CM Punk recently left the company, and he was seen as the number two babyface in the company. So with him gone, a lot of people are speculating who will be the one to take his spot, or if anybody. Um, we have Sheamus as a babyface right now, Big Show, who really hasn't appeared on television all that much. Um, we've got Christian, Daniel Bryan, who some argue should be the number two babyface. Um, we've got Batista back, and that was also mentioned in the report as well that WWE officials weren't uh, apparently confident that Batista will be getting over as a babyface anytime soon. Since he came back about a month ago, he really hasn't been receiving all that strong of reactions. So I guess that would be the motivation behind turning Randy Orton heel, in my opinion. I think it would be a terrible idea. Um, I guess it said in the report that it would happen after WrestleMania. Before WrestleMania, at WrestleMania, after WrestleMania doesn't make a difference. Randy Orton should not turn face again. Sure, he was over with the crowd for as long as he was face for about three and a half years, I think it was, until turning heel finally at SummerSlam 2013. And although his heel turn, his heel run over the last six months or so, has been a bit lackluster, that's only because WWE has booked him so terribly and being involved with the authority and and stuff like that. I don't think turning him back face would be the best option, um, especially since we already have an over-excessive amount of faces in the WWE and not enough heels. So keep him as a heel. Just kind of move him away from the authority because obviously that isn't working out, but... That was just a rumor. That was just a rumor uh, going making the rounds this past week. So hopefully um, there is no truth to that rumor. So Jacob, what are your thoughts on Randy Orton potentially turning heel at some point in the near future? Uh, you mean uh, Randy Orton turning face, or oh, wait, did I say heel? Yeah, I'm sorry, I meant babyface. Yep. Oh, okay. I was confused for a second. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I don't know, man. I, it's with him the way you have it set up. The I think the. Uh, the combination of the two titles has really mixed up the heel and face aspect. When you have one title like this and this many faces, you can't you can't really progress the title any more than what it is. I feel like the title's at a stagnant right now as far as storyline. And I mean, he would do no good as a face, but then again, he's not really doing any good as a heel. I think Randy Orton. I think I think he fits in a category of a. Uh, like two or three guys right now that are really just kind of like the wrestling equivalent of like bland oatmeal. They're just there to be there. There's nothing they can really do. I, that's just my opinion on it. I don't think it's worth. I don't think he's worth much face or heel right now as far as storyline goes. I think just the booking of his character over the last six months or so has just been so inconsistent. I have no problem with with him as a heel because I think he's a very natural heel. He proved that while he was still a face because he was still showing heel mannerisms. And he was over and whatever, so that wasn't really the issue. It's just the fact that he's been so inconsistent over the last six months because he's been treating – he's been treated so um, – he's been treated as an inferior to the authority despite being the fact – despite the fact that he's – been the WWE World Heavyweight Champion for a number of months now, so I think turning him back face would be an 
a huge mistake. As we said before, there's so many faces on the roster right now, and the fact there's only one world championship kind of throws things into a disarray. But um, that being said, though, well, um, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, in my opinion, I mean, everything that you have with Randy Orton, you could have with Batista. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be a lot more entertaining to have him in Randy Orton's role. I mean, in my, person, in my opinion, he's got, you know, better mic and better personality skills than Randy Orton. I've never really enjoyed Randy Orton on a microphone at all, ever. But uh, <laughs> I think he, I just, I just never have. I don't understand it. But uh, he's, uh, I think Batista could do everything that Randy Orton's doing and do it on a higher level. Oh, no, absolutely. Batista should most definitely be heel. He should have been... Well, I mean, I guess I understand him coming back as a face and whatever, and uh, just the fact that he came back and won the Royal Rumble six days later, a lot of people got upset about that, myself included. That's understandable. And he works much better as a heel as well. We saw that before he left. Um, I don't think reversing the roles would be the best idea. However, I do think they should be both heel at the same time. Um, I've been thinking you maybe put them back together as a heel faction in the authority with Triple H. Um, you yeah. know, have a little evolution reunion, you know, all three of them. Maybe throw in Ric Flair as well. I don't really know. But um, Ric Flair's still on the roster. I mean, he is, yeah. Ric Flair still has a breath in his lungs. He's worth something. Yeah, exactly. I, I think he made an appearance at the old school Raw show a couple months ago. Yeah. So, yeah, he could definitely make an appearance on the road to WrestleMania. I would certainly hope so. But um, that being said, though, although Randy Orton's character hasn't been all that fun to watch develop, so to speak. His in-ring skills have not dwindled at all. Um, Phase, heel, no, tweener, or whatever. Not. Yeah, his matches with Daniel Bryan, Cesaro just this past week, even his match with John Cena last week um, was very, yeah. very good. Um, he's definitely one of the better oh, in-ring workers. In the ring, Randy Orton is, is awesome. He always has been. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of my favorite matches I've ever seen in the modern era was the one between him and Punk at WrestleMania yep. a few years back. That was an incredible match. It's not his it's not his wrestling. It's 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 not his wrestling skills. It's just his personality has just yep. always kind of been bland to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's got the personality of a piece of cardboard. I mean, his mic <laughs> skills aren't that great either. Like you just mentioned, I just hate the fact that they didn't do it this week. Thank the Lord. Actually, they did do it to an extent, but. Um, Randy Orton would always open the show with one of his stagnant, high my name is Randy Orton promos, just the oh, same thing, week in, <laughs> week in and week out. Either it was him or the authority, it was just ridiculous. Thankfully, we didn't get that. Talk about killing, my uh, friend of mine, uh, my, my friend, I guess you consider my sister-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, she was hanging out with us for a while and just started watching wrestling recently, like I'm talking in the last four months, yep. she's been watching wrestling like never before. And then uh, she, she even she said it. Somebody hasn't even been watching it for years, like you and I have. She says like, this is just ki- uh, killing the show, like right out of the gate. Like, which I already kind of want to take a nap. And that's coming from somebody who doesn't even watch wrestling. Yeah, that hasn't been watching it. I mean, she loves it. She hasn't been watching it for very long. But even she, when when somebody who's not very knowledgeable about the business and is just watching it on a pure entertainment level thinks something is. You know, they don't yeah. even know what exciting or not exciting is, and they still know that's not exciting. So I think that speaks volumes for what they have, the uh, the ability for Randy Orton or the authority to have any kind of storyline progression. 
Yeah, that's saying a lot. I mean, they always say, oh, Randy Orton's, you say Randy Orton's boring. That's only the internet Mark's opinion. It's not. That's what the casual fans are thinking, too. I mean, it's not drawing ratings. I mean, if it was, that's something. But I don't think the triple, I don't think the authority coming out or Randy Orton coming out at the start of every single show saying the same exact crap every single week is exactly going to draw in big numbers for the flagship show. But that's merely one's opinion. Well, with CM Punk leaving and everything since the Royal Rumble, I think since the Royal Rumble, it's just been, I, I don't know if it's on purpose or what they're doing, but ever since the Royal Rumble, it has just been a subpar, I mean, the matches have been great. There's been some great matches since the Royal Rumble and Raw yeah. SmackDown, but yep. just as far as anywhere to go, there's just, you can't really go anywhere in any certain way this close to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just I kind of been holding down. Yeah, translating into, uh, into boring television. The thing about it, the last three Raws have ended pretty much the same way, with the exception of the the, the Pier 6 they had at the end of the night <laughs> on Monday, which, I mean, we've seen that a million times. But yep. <laughs> the, the two, what, two, three Raws before that, it was John Cena going over Randy Orton in some kind of manner, and that's how they've ended the night. Like, yep. it's just, it's it's boring. It's 2003 all over again. <laughs> yeah, we're taking the time machine. We're taking the DeLorean back to 10 years ago. But um, right. that being said, though, I don't think it's even been since the Royal Rumble. I know we had some good Raws at the start of the year. We had the old school Raw show. Um, the New Year's Eve show from uh, a couple months ago was very oh, good. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I just think the, the product as a whole, I mean, one show doesn't make the whole product better. But I, no. a lot of people have been saying, and I wholeheartedly agree, that the product hasn't been all that great since – Coincidentally enough, six months ago today at SummerSlam, I think SummerSlam was the peak of when WWE was doing its best. That whole summer season I thought was fantastic. And then just for some reason, they just kind of fell off the face of the earth after that. The product hasn't been all that great. I think in the last few weeks it hasn't been terrible because, like I said, they're in a holding pattern at the moment before WrestleMania. And a lot of people aren't completely trashing the product or not praising the product either. Because they're just kind of holding well, out hope um, until, you know, after the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's just the fans' responses. I mean, even everybody from casual to hardcore wrestling fans are just like, well, we can't, I mean, there's there's no way you can argue with it being bad. I mean, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just, yep. It seems like it's all in, like, it's like, like you're driving a car on cruise control. Like, you got to steer it. But you're not accelerating in any way, shape, or form. Now, this has happened a couple of times in wrestling on purpose. They've purposely done this when they've big reveals at pay-per-views. Or Honestly, I think this is all building up to something huge this Sunday and then the following Monday night afterwards. Oh, yeah. I would, re- I would really, really hope so. I mean, with the launch of the WWE Network... Um whoever I had on last week, Chris Mueller and I were talking about this last week. Um, you know, the night after the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, all eyes are going to be on Monday Night Raw. We've got The Undertaker mm-hmm. potentially coming back. We've got Hulk Hogan maybe coming back next week for the first time in five, six years. Oh, so that's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a great, great show. And I really hope it lives up to expectations because the road to WrestleMania, they say it, it starts at the Royal Rumble, but we really haven't had any clear indication of what we're getting at that show, despite the fact that Batista will more than likely, and I can't say will be because anything can happen between now and then, going for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Well, they can't expect a lot. That's probably going to go into Elimination Chamber predictions, so I'll wait for the latter part of the show. <laughs> I 
Yeah, but I mean, just WrestleMania 30 in general. Someone mentioned this to me yesterday, I think it was, that um, WrestleMania 30, just not a lot of people are getting excited about it. WWE hasn't done a great job of promoting it, and I wholeheartedly agree. It's the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania. They made a bigger deal out of their 25th anniversary five years ago, maybe, which probably wasn't the best idea because I don't think that was a great show, in my opinion. But anyway, WrestleMania 30. You You also have to remember, I mean, from the business aspect, this WrestleMania coming up is, yeah, it's the 30th WrestleMania. Yep. But with the, the WWE Network launch, there's not, I mean, they're going to make a, a killing financially like oh, they yeah. do every year at WrestleMania. But there's not going to be that room for that massive, uh, that massive financial overturn because you got to think most of the people getting this pay-per-view are going to get it for $10. Yep, yep. If you think about it. So they're... You know, I mean, I mean that, I don't know if that factor, like I said, nobody knows how the big machine works unless you're actually in it. But from me, from my perspective, it seems to me like they're not really pulling the trigger on this year's WrestleMania too much because they know there's not going to be, you know, that those hundreds of thousands of people ordering it for $60. You know what I mean? No, that's a very good point. That's a very, very good point. Um, only time will tell. I mean, like we said, we've got another week or even six days until they really start pushing the build until WrestleMania because Elimination Chamber, not every match is predictable. I mean, a lot of a lot of the matches on the card are, but, I mean, as we've seen yeah. in the last few weeks, I mean, CM Punk, the top star in the company, one of the top stars in the company, left the company just a number of weeks ago. So anything can happen between now and WrestleMania on, uh, on April 6th. But before we go on, though, I just want to talk about another news note that uh, that was that came across the web just a few short days ago. That mentioned, or I think it was, maybe it was maybe last week, but it said that Christian's contract will be coming to an end by year's end. Um, so it, it, it didn't really specify what month. I'm not sure if it was in the summer or if it was you know towards December or whatever. But it stated that Christian's current contract in WWE will be coming to an end at least by the end of 2014. Like I said, it wasn't specific, but personally, um, I think this could be it for Christian at the age of 40, whatever he is at the moment, and maybe 42, I'm not really sure exactly. But um, he's had a heck of a run over the last maybe 20 years. I think he's been in the business, former two-time world heavyweight champion. Um, I think a lot of people haven't really been cutting him a lot of slack lately. Maybe I'm just saying this because I'm a Christian fan, so I'll get your thoughts in a minute, Jacob. But um, he's had a lot of great matches, in my opinion, over the over the last few weeks since he came back with Jack Swagger. He had a really good match with Dee Bry this past week. Um, and it's interesting, too, because he showed signs of a heel turn on Monday, um, just yeah. days after people were saying that he was portraying a bland babyface, and I wholeheartedly agree, despite being a fan of his, they weren't really giving a lot of people a reason to care about him, because a lot of people knew that he wasn't going to win the chamber. So um, I think that was a good uh, approach to take with Christian, to turn him heel, because he was more interesting as a heel back in 2011 than he was as a face. So um, I look forward to what they do with his character, but I want to get your two cents on it as well. Well, I mean, we touched on this, uh, if anybody has a long memory, we touched on this the last time we were uh, on the radio, my feelings about Christian. I just, mm-hmm. I, I've liked Christian at some times, I've despised him other times, and not in a good heel despised way, like, I just, he's just, he, like I said, he's another one of those guys that fits in that category that heel or face, I don't think he, he he's another victim of the uh, combining of the titles, yep. in my opinion. I mean, with a combined title, nobody, you're never going to see a Christian WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I'm sorry, it, just, it won't happen. Yeah, no. He doesn't have the longevity. He doesn't have, you know, that spark. I mean, the, the, the most entertaining Christian, 
I think ever was when he was with Tyson Tomko, like a few years ago. He was the most entertaining you've ever you'll ever see him, and he still they didn't put the strap on him then, so they're not going to put it on him ever. So at that point, you're 40 years old, you've made your money. It's time to go home, man, or he'll head to the uh, the legend circuit and sell autographs for forty dollars a pop. It's interesting too that you mentioned that because, like you said, he had his most entertaining run. And I think it was 05 when he was doing the whole Tomco thing and whatnot. And then he left the company just a few short months later. So that was that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but even still, um, you know, almost 10 years later, I think he could still be a valuable asset to the company and, you know, putting over stars. I mean, remember, this guy's a former world champion. So went over right, him. Working with developmental, maybe? Oh, working yeah, yeah, down in the NXT. Like a Bill DeMont or something yep. like that? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just from an in-ring standpoint. I think, um, I think he will be done. Obviously, by the end of the year, um, there's not many more feuds that you can do with him. And like you said, he's never going to be a title contender for the WWE World Heavyweight Title. Um, he's probably going to be an upper mid card or mid card guy at best. But um, even still, like you said, I, as an NXT trainer or something along those lines. And I was thinking about this earlier today too. There's a lot of guys that fall into this category, like Christian. Um, there's guys like Christian. Rey Mysterio is a prime example of a guy who's heading home in the next year or so. That guy needs to retire. I mean, I like Rey Mysterio, but he's at the tail end of his career with the amount of injuries that he's sustained. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and I like Christian, but he's very injury-prone as well, so I don't see him getting past another injury. after He suffered a concussion six months ago, and it took him six months to get back. So him, Rey Mysterio, Mark Henry probably, um, Kane I could still I could see going for another few years. Big Show um, actually debuted 15 years ago from this past weekend, and I wrote an article on how he should definitely wind down his career as well because there's nothing. Yeah, I, re- I read that. That was, that was a very good article. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it was winding down his career, or he should be winding down his career. There's nothing left for him to do. And then someone tweeted me maybe no more than a few hours later that he did an interview that day too it was the, the timing was just hilarious that he said that he's going to be sticking around in WWE for another 4 or 5 years and i mean that is ridiculous how much could he do in 4 to 5 years i mean this guy he got i i can i don't even want to go down what he's done in the last few months or so cuz it's going to take me yeah. the next 45 minutes to discuss this <laughs> but um this guy got beat down by Brock Lesnar and made his return in the segment with Betty White. I mean, I like Betty White, but I mean, yeah. come on, you know? That's a little stupid, but Yeah, that's 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 inconsistency storyline telling, but that's that's been the norm for the last year or so with the WWE, so Yeah, yeah. I mean, Daniel Bryan and I mean, now who knows? They might circle around and talk about why the Wyatts, you know, abducted him someday, but <laughs> I mean, they just take him over and hey, they're on SmackDown now, like Yep. I don't know if they're trying to portray the Wyatts as like weird, creepy, hillbilly sexual assaultists or something, but I don't I just don't understand <laughs> the uh I don't understand why they just drop stuff like that. Yeah. Now, if they did it, like, and that's happened before. I mean, the Raw GM, stuff like that. But I think they might have Milky White at that with saying it was, uh, who was it supposed to be, uh, Hornswoggle or something? <laughs> Hornswoggle, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's just, to do that in such a fast nature, I, think, I just don't know if they understand that people don't just watch wrestling on it. It's not a serial show. It's a... It's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They're running it like it's a Tales from the Crypt or something. It's you know every new episode, you know, is new storylines. But that's not how it is. Like mm-hmm. people, people do exist and they have memories, and I just don't understand their decisions sometimes. 
Yeah, insults are intelligence. I mean, the, the Wyatt thing, it's not like it was, like, the Raw GM, like you mentioned, that was over a year in the making or whatnot, and then they never revealed yeah. it after, you know, they dropped it and whatever in favor of Triple H coming back as the COO. The Daniel Bryan thing lasted all of two weeks. Only two weeks, yeah. and they, they didn't even, they didn't provide any logic. I mean, Daniel Bryan cut a brief promo, like, the next week, but, I mean, come on. I mean, there was really no point to it. I mean, the fact they even done it, they even did it in the first place was kind of stupid if they knew he was going to be over as heck anyway because they got that reaction, that massive yes chant from one of those basketball games oh, that around was, that time. Like I said, it was, it was two weeks, and we were saying the same thing, that it's kind of like have six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Like, yeah, you could have drugged that on, but that crowd was so hot. Yep. That night he did that. I mean, you could have risked that, you know, having a dead crowd and having it not work, but yep. it's, it's kind of, you know, it doesn't really matter because I think it turned out really well anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The reaction that he received that night, the reaction that he received this past week on Monday Night Raw was monstrous. I mean, this guy's still very much over despite the fact that WWE's booking has held him down in a massive way. His yes chant is just so simple. Maybe that's one of the leading factors why he's over so much is because his chant is just so easy and like people like chants. People love chants. R-Truth, for a prime example, I'm not a fan of R-Truth whatsoever, but at least as a fan favorite, at least as a face, but his what's up thing always gets one of the biggest reactions of the night because people like catchphrases and that's why daniel bryan's yes ch- and you know his whole yes chant um you know well, stuff like that is just massively over this guy's so over that he can say he can make rosa Parks say yes over and over again you know what i mean yeah. so <laughs> yeah, then again though i think that if you're really in this day and age in wrestling you gotta think that has to work against him as far as you know getting a getting a title run or anything because i've said this you know just to people i watch wrestling with he's so over he doesn't really need the title, and even if you put the title on him, that I think that would kill his steam because, I mean, once he gets the title, there's nothing, there's nothing the fans can really strive for him to do anymore. And then we'll get the Daniel Bryan we got a couple of years ago that's just, you know, jobbing the Sheamus in nine seconds. So I think they have to keep what they have going, and it's just putting the title on him, I think, will ruin it, in my opinion. Well, the way that I see it is that they started this story back at SummerSlam when he won the championship finally, and then he got it taken away from him. And then, you know, excusing the stupid title change they did at Night of Champions, which should have never happened. It was a wasted opportunity. Um, They started the story, and I think in my mind they need to finish it by giving him the championship. Should the title reign last a month or a day or an hour or whatever? No, it shouldn't. I think it should last a while. But um, to your point, though, what should he do when he finally captures the championship? I don't know. He could put it, be put in a good feud with maybe Cena or whoever else. Because like CM Punk, he was in a long chase for the WWE title a couple years ago, and he went on to have one of the best WWE title runs um, in modern WWE history. He held that title for 434 days. So um, I yeah, think but Daniel, you, also, you also got to remember though that Daniel Bryan doesn't have the personality that CM Punk had. Good point. But CM Punk... CM Punk, Punk could have carried a wet towel for 434 days and he would have <laughs> still been as important as if he was the champion or not. Daniel Bryan, while he is entertaining and he is fun to watch, you know, 50% of a title run is, you know, the work he do, and the other 50% is microphone work, and he's just not... He's not strong enough on the microphone to carry a reign like CM Punk did or, you know, somebody like John Cena. Like, as much as the internet wrestling community likes to hate John Cena... I mean, he's, he's, he can work the mic. He can make yep. a championship seem important with just a microphone. Like, the best of all time could do that. Like, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, you know, guys like that. Daniel Bryan, while he is an amazing wrestler, I don't know, he couldn't hold the title with, 
with his personality, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Well, my theory has always been you won't know unless you try. So they should just put the championship on him anyway, I think, and then you yeah. know give him a good reign with it. If it doesn't work, if the segments don't work, if his promos don't work, then you take the title off him. And the only oh, issue, absolutely. and the only issue is that um, with his previous two title runs, is that they never really gave him a chance because they only lasted a minute or uh, or a day or you know what I mean. Like they never really yeah. gave him a chance to run with it. I thought he was going to hold it longer. I mean, when he came out and they had the you know. They did a good. It was a good swerve. It might have been a like a swerve that nobody liked, but he had the side plates. Yep. You know the custom side plates. And I was thinking, okay, well, they, you know they're going to run with him for a little while. Yeah. Maybe put him in something against Punk, and then that whole they stripped it of him. And I was like, okay, what? Well, I didn't see that coming. Maybe it wasn't necessarily <laughs> in a good way, but yeah. it happened, I guess. I don't know that. Like I said, sto- like, no, go ahead. Sorry. All of this conversation is for. If you think about it, it, it goes back. To, it's kind of ironic. You know, Mexican CM Punk, because he said in his promo a few years ago, it doesn't matter what happens to anybody, you know, we're still going to dump money into the place. Yep. So they can really do whatever they really want to do. And I think rather than take that towards the direction of, you know, making interesting things and doing different things, they're just saying, okay, well, we can just put this milky white stuff out here. People are still going to buy it. No, that's a good point. Yeah, we will continue to watch regardless. I think... Um, we won't be satisfied satisfied with the product, but the show must go on anyway. Um, yeah, so yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. But um, hey, think about it, they're the only show in town. Yeah, exactly. Like There's they no don't competition. Have their backs against the wall like they did in the '90s. Yeah, you know, WCW breathing down their necks. So we, there's no need for. Yeah, and TNA's no. <laughs> They're 30 seconds away from folding at any given time. Yeah, you know? don't, don't get me started on TNA. I love TNA, but, I mean, we can go on for hours about TNA. I think we oh, trash TNA, TNA quite a bit. Heart. TNA has single-handedly almost made me hate being a wrestling fan. <laughs> I, I think, think I have a lot. No, I, go ahead. If you, if you sat me down, I wrote a list of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Right now, TNA has at least four or five of them. Yep. Six of them with Davey <laughs> Richards. And they're just not doing anything. They're just... It's just nonsense. It's hard to watch. Like it, it's just hard. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. I think the product, as far as TNA goes, I mean, we'll, we'll get back to WWE. And I just want to give this like oh, ten sorry. seconds. No, no. Oh, yeah, it's no no yeah. problem at all. You mentioned TNA, and I got sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, TNA has been doing better, but they are not in any way, in any form, a competition WWE. A lot of people say that. I don't think they'll go out of business. I'll just put that rumor to rest. I don't think they'll go out of business, but they've just taken such a hit over the last year or so. Um, I did a tally of how many people that left the company last year, including your favorite wrestler, Matt Morgan. And, uh, <laughs> and um, there was just so many people, like, Dozens and dozens of people left the company or quit or were released or whatever in the last year. It was crazy, but um, yeah, they are no competition. So yeah, going back to the original point, WWE can do whatever the hell they want because they there is no competition. ROH, TNA, no one's a competition. But um, the only competition they have is TWG, but that I mean that's never going to be any kind of yeah. I mean, that's the best, in my opinion, right now. Been watching wrestling, like I said, since I was old enough to open my eyes, even look at the TV. DWG is the greatest wrestling in this country, mm-hmm. hands down. I have yet to check it out. Actually, I've heard of rave reviews about it, and it's a nice alternative to WWE, from what I've heard. So I definitely, I still have to check it out. But um, you know, it's nice hearing that, though. But I'll definitely have to check it out. But yeah, like, you know, I mean, it speaks volumes. I mean, in the last what seven, eight, nine, I'll go ten years. Yep, five or six major stars in the WWE. 
pretty much cut their teeth in Ring of Honor and PWG. Like Cesaro, Brian, Punk, you know, a lot of guys. It's just, it's a great, it is a great place. It's a bunch of guys loving what they do, perfecting their craft, and it's awesome to watch. It was awesome that WWE did that article on ROH a couple weeks ago, too. Um, mm-hmm. That was very cool of them to mention that. So I, I don't think they'll have a working agreement with ROH or anything. I think that'd be awesome if they did, like WWE. I could see them doing like a, like a, maybe like an ECW exactly. thing in the 90s, man. Exactly. Like have an ROH invasion or something. And yep. Because right now they can't really hurt themselves. Ring of yeah. Honor is not going to, you know, overtake them. <laughs> yeah, They're not exactly. going to do it with TNA because there's too many, you know, former guys that used to be in TNA. But yep. there's enough WWE guys, the WWE guys that have left in Ring of Honor didn't really leave WWE under negative terms. Guys like Matt Hardy, Rhino, you know, guys yeah. like that. Like, yeah. they're, they're faces that people love, and I'm telling you, Ring of Honor, because they already kind of set the groundwork, not really set the groundwork, but left the idea open with the CM Punk DVD. Exactly, yeah. Was, it all started with the, then, punk pri- the, the, uh, the Punk Pipe Bomb a couple of years ago. Yep. But um, And then, like, he mentioned New Japan Pro Wrestling and, you know, stuff like that. It's just, I would love to see them do something with Ring of Honor like they did with ECW because the PG era, you're never going to get the extreme. Nope. You know what I mean? It's not going to be, oh, we're coming in here, we're crazier than you, we're going to jump off scaffolding to break tables. But the, the popular, the, uh, the popular uh, opinion of the uh, wrestling community as a whole, the WWE guys, with the exception of, you know, a solid group, can't really work. So they could come in and do the the ECW Extreme angle with just pure wrestling talent. Mm-hmm. They could say, we're better wrestlers than you. We could do what we do better than you. And you could have insider guys, like you could have, you know, you could have Brian. Can you imagine if Brian spearheaded the Ring of Honor, uh, Brian, like, spearheaded the Ring of Honor invasion of WWE? You know how, what the, that would do for ratings? That would be huge. It'd be something fresh too, something that they haven't done before, like an like an authority storyline that they do every single week. And not only WWE, TNA has been doing it for like five years now, but yeah. it'd be something new. Could yeah, you I just imagine agree. that Monday Night Raw, you know, oh, it's gonna be Randy Orton versus John Cena, you know, for the 80th <laughs> time, and then all of a sudden, you know, here comes Cesaro and Brian and you yeah. know guys like that just walking, and just start beating, like almost like a Nexus angle kind yeah. of thing, with just Ring of Honor guys, like dudes like. <laughs> you know Kevin Steen and guys like the guys that you'd never thought you'd see. Yeah, because you know coming down of the ring being led by Brian. Says, that would just—I got goosebumps now thinking about it. That would be amazing. I would love to see this. I don't think it would garner that big of a reaction. It's just a person. It's just a guilty pleasure of mine. If um, oh yeah, for sure. it, like goes back to the dream match thing we're talking about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But imagine if they were able to do something like that, and they had AJ Styles finally coming over to the WWE since he's oh, with ROH God, at the amazing. moment. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think would people know who he is? Probably not. Would he get a big pop? Probably not. Depending on where they are, maybe if they're in like Philly or something. Maybe. Oh no, yeah, if they did that in, in 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 Nashville. Yeah. Holy shit! You imagine if they had a show in oh, Nashville yeah. and AJ Styles came down. Yep. That crowd would pop so hard. Oh, and that'd be that amazing. Crowd, that pop, that pop from Nashville would be enough for anybody else watching it to go, okay, this is a big deal, and then go research him. Yeah. And then by the time the next Monday rolled around or the next SmackDown rolled around, people would be like, all right, well, I'm sold. This dude's awesome. Yeah. You know, you got to do is go to YouTube and type in top moves to AJ Styles, and your mind's going to be blown. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only issue I think they would 
that they wouldn't do that. The only uh, reason why I don't think they would do anything like that, just not even bring in uh, other guys from like ROH, TNA, or whatever, is of course because they're building their talent now from the uh, from the ground up, from the performance center and whatever. Um, did, did you watch that AJ Styles leaving an Impact DVD? It was a shoot interview from like a couple months ago. Did you see that by any chance? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I watched a lot. I watched a lot of shoot interviews from mm-hmm. legends to guys today. His was very interesting. I think Chris Hero. AKA Cassidy was, yep. was really good. Um, I think they they didn't they they really dropped the ball with him, man. Quite honestly, he could have been big. He was the biggest star that TNA had that has yet to compete in WWE. I know he did maybe a dark match or something, you know, like decades ago. But, I mean, logistically, he has never, like, realistically, he's never been in the WWE. So I think he would have had, had a cool run, like I said. Um, if he was a job or something, it would have been a waste. What was that? We ever watched his dark match on YouTube? It's really good. I think it was him versus S. A. Rios. Oh, really? Was something it, to that effect. Was it from like the early two thousands or something, or was it like from the late nineties? Yeah. Uh, I, well, it was S. A. Rios that had been late nineties. Oh, okay, yeah. But no, he has a dark. It, it's a, it's a hell. I mean, I love S. A. Rios. I thought he was a hell of a competitor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still is. Like he did some stuff later. Like I said, with P. I hate to harp on P. W. G. But he did uh, some matches with them, and it was great. But uh, yeah, his dark match was awesome, and that was what, 10 years ago before he was even the wrestler that he is today. Yeah, and he's still in great shape, too. Oh, God, phenomenal shape, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I want to move along here to another topic. It was reported a couple days ago in regards to the WWE Hall of Fame. Right now we've got the Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake Roberts, and lead it into the WWE Hall of Fame. I would imagine, they've been doing this every two weeks now that they've been announcing people, so I would imagine they're okay. going to be announcing the next person the night after the Elimination Chamber, the night of the WWE Network launch, all this big stuff happening. Um, it's been reported that the next person will be none other than Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, um, which makes sense since uh, DDP's protege, the guy that he helped, Jake the Snake Roberts, is also also going in this year, so that'd be awesome if Jake, uh, if, if Scott Hall could go in too. I'd like to see. I like the fact they're kind of you know setting up a personal demons uh, category. They set up their own personal demons wing at the Hall of Fame this year <laughs> with the Warrior and yeah. I think they're going to go one step further. Quite honestly, I think they're going to induct the NWO as a whole. That yes, they're going to have Hogan there. Yes, I mean, have you seen Scott Hall recently? He looks great. Like he's he can't. He's not wrestling. Shape, oh yeah, obviously. yeah. yeah. But the, the Kevin Nash came back at the Rumble. Yep. I'm telling you, I think they're going to put all three of them in there. Yep. And that would be, I mean, the NWO showing up, you know, that would be great. Absolutely. Scott Hall was never a, a world champion or a main event player or anything, but I think it'd be much better to have... You know, Hulk Hogan is a guy like Ric Flair that's a huge enough name in WWE pro wrestling history that he is worthy of two Hall of Fame rings like Ric Flair for being in the Four Horsemen. And the NWO is one of those legendary factions along with the Four Horsemen that deserves a place in the WWE Hall of Fame. I think they're going to induct him last year. What was that? The main thing we talk about, all you, I mean, faces and heel turns. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about this earlier. You can't tell me a bigger heel turn than Hulk Hogan that night yep. with the Bash of the Beach 97 with the NWO. You cannot tell me a bigger heel turn of all time. He deserves a... Re- that moment deserves to be in the, the WWE Hall of Fame, <laughs> let alone him as a bad guy. 
Oh, absolutely. And like you said, all the stars are aligning. Everything's falling into place with uh, Kevin Nash's in the Royal Rumble. Using the NWO music, not his Diesel music like he did a couple years ago. Um, I thought that was a great moment. And then Hulk Hogan, like you mentioned, will be coming back, or hopefully will be coming back this upcoming Monday on Raw. Scott Hall's in a much better place now, and his good friend Jake the Snake Roberts is going in. DDP, what an amazing night that would be for him if you could induct both of them. That'd be phenomenal. Um, So I would very much look forward to it. For me, anyway. What was that? That'd be a major uh, tear-turker for me. Oh, yeah. I I grew up. Jake the Snake Roberts was... I mean, I used to watch it when I was a kid. I mean, you know, it was color. It's like, you know, crazy things. You know, Warrior and loud noises and stuff. And then Jake the Snake Roberts was the first person to ever make me like a wrestler because of the microphone work when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They have such a and strong Hall of Fame class this year. Yeah, I completely agree. And on Scott Hall, for me personally, I think his wrestling style is probably one of my favorites of all time. I, you can't tell me there, if there was ever a bad Scott Hall match because I've never seen one. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I absolutely agree. They had such a strong class last year with Bruno, McFoley, um, Booker T, Trish, that they need an equally awesome Hall of Fame class this year. Um, and I believe they well, had they another good class. Huge, well, well, I mean, I've been saying this since the first inductee. Randy Macho Man Savage, for goodness sake, man. There's the list of people that are in the Hall of Fame that aren't Randy, that aren't Macho Man Savage. is just being mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. No, like I Jay think Leno, you know, he's Jay in the Hall Leno. of Fame. No, he's not. I mean, no, that no he's not. not. Drew Carey. I meant, I meant Drew Carey. I was yeah, tired of yeah. my fucking WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, Drew Carey is in the WWE Hall of Fame, and Randy Savage isn't. That is a just an atrocity. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. And um, speaking of such, too, speaking of the Celebrity Hall of Fame winning, we, we've been getting a, a celebrity inducted for the last few years now. Donald Trump, I didn't mind all that much because he was, you know, a, a crucial part of the early WrestleManias. So I didn't think that was that bad. This year it might be Cindy Lauper or even Mr. T. That would be pretty oh, God, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. I think that would be a great addition. Um, more so than the, uh, what was it, the WrestleMania 1 main event that, that was rumored to be inducted? I think that would be pretty yeah, stupid. Yeah, I mean, that's, no, that's, nobody no. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. No. But um, what was I going to say? Um, in regards to the Hall of Fame, uh, I don't know. I forgot. Oh, Macho Man. Um, I think yeah. the only reason why they haven't inducted him, or, or one of the reasons why they haven't inducted him, is because of the whole family issue, like they have with Owen Hart and yeah. the um, and his brother Lanny, and they said they don't want to induct him unless they induct the whole family. They should just induct the whole family and just get it over with. He's not going to be a headliner, Macho Man, as a uh, as a WWE Hall of Fame headliner, like the main attraction, because he's deceased, so that wouldn't make much sense. Yeah. Or, you know, same thing with the Rick Rude or anything along those lines. Um, yeah. I think he could be a nice secondary attraction, and they can have his family induct him. And just for the hell of it, just induct his entire family. Were they as great as Macho Man? Of course not. But, I mean, if you, if it yeah. means getting Macho Man into the Hall yeah, of Fame, it's Lonnie worth Papo it. was not as good as... <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. But as long as he gets in the Hall of Fame, that's all that matters, in my opinion. But um, just want to talk about a brief note here. Um, it was last week. I was going to talk about this last week, but we didn't have time. I forgot about it or whatever. Antonio Cesaro is now just Cesaro, and Biggie Langston is now Big E. The point of these yeah, name changes um, I are beyond me. I have zero idea. Um, one report indicated that 
Vince McMahon was not high on the idea of, or not high on the name of Antonio because it didn't sound him. It didn't make it sound like a tough name or a tough guy name or well, something stupid. I don't understand stupid. how a Swiss guy gets the name of Antonio in the first place. Yeah, that was kind of so, weird to begin with. Yeah, but um, I mean, I don't understand why what Vince has, why he has such a problem with guys just using their independent names. Yeah. I mean, his independent name, Claudio Constantinoli. Yeah, it might have been a little bit hard to pronounce, but that is a strong, amazing wrestling name, and it's unique too. You can call him Double C, you know, you got the Arn Anderson yeah. thing going on. Yep. I mean, Claudio Costa, you could have just, you know, shortened it to Claudio or whatever you wanted to do, but that's a great name. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, independent guys kind of come in with a foot down over anybody else, seems like, anyway, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, Punk and Brian got lucky. I mean, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, you know, it's essentially the same name, so he got lucky there. But, you know, CM Punk was very lucky to come in with his name. But, um, you know, that being said, though, Cesaro as itself isn't that bad. Big E is the name that I have a problem with because first it doesn't make any sense. People could just no. chant Langston or people aren't going to chant Big E. Maybe they will. It just doesn't make much sense. And um, with Big Show still in the WWE for the next five years as we talked about earlier on, Big E and Big Show, I mean, just it doesn't make much sense. You can't have two names that are almost exactly identical in the same company at the same time. I just don't See yeah. the purpose in changing. Well, maybe, the name they're, maybe they're setting up for a, for a battle for the name of WrestleMania, considering <laughs> the booking. Some people are saying. Some people are saying that they're going to debut a guy in NXT named named Antonio Langston. So maybe that's what the whole <laughs> purpose was behind all of this. But um, Antonio Langston. It was. It was just so. I don't know. I just didn't understand the whole name change thing. But Cesaro yeah. could get along. He, he can get. You know. Uh, he can get by just fine with just the name Cesaro. Biggie Langston. I don't know. Just with Biggie, that's just a little strange to me. But I'm never just going to call him Big. I, I just can't. Just, yeah. For the whole time, it's just it's always Big E likes it. Like, it's yeah. just, that's a great name. I don't understand why. You know. Yeah. It's so stupid. Or well, they got to make him go the Prince route and just give him one name. I just I don't get it. Oh yeah, I completely agree. That was just a little odd. But um, you know, speaking of Cesaro, this past week I played the audio before the show. Cesaro defeating Randy Orton in clean fashion oh. on SmackDown. What an amazing matchup that was. By far, I think. Actually, it's debatable at this point with last night, but. One, by far one of the best matches of 2014 up to this point. And then last night, that was put up to debate when he faced oh. John Cena on Monday Night Raw. Of I was, course. I'm, I'm, I'm like every internet wrestling fan. I despise John Cena on a pretty, <laughs> pretty big level. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it, and I, it, the, the things that I marked out for weren't things Cesaro did. They were things Cena did. Yeah. The reversal, yeah. The reversal out of the big swing into the DDT. That, that was, was amazing. Awesome. Yeah, you know, it's just the thing. I'm going. Okay, you know, I like. It's been subtle, and it's not been you know really mentioned too much from what I've seen. But the last year, maybe year and a half, John Cena has really stepped up his wrestling games. I think. I mean, it doesn't do anything towards me liking him or not. Like even the moves he tries to do still look a little shoddy. Like he has the worst Hurricane Rana I've ever seen. (laughs) I give him props for attempting it, though. Yeah. I mean, he took a pile driver and just, you know, the things he's done in the last year have have made me hate him less, but I hate him mainly because of the fact that I feel that his aura is what doesn't allow the guys that I like to get up. You know, it's a typical wrestling fan, uh, grew up in in Grimeland, you know. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. His character isn't great. I completely agree with that. 
his wrestling skills, I would go even further beyond that and say that he's been proving the critics wrong as far as his you-can't-wrestle chance go since 2011 during his match with CM Punk at Money in the Bank a couple years ago. Oh. I thought that was a tremendous match, and from that point forward, he's been having great matches. His matches with The Rock, eh, those are debatable, but everything else, I think, has been fantastic. His matches with Daniel what are you Bryan. Talking about? He, just won, he just won a match of the year. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. It got matched well, here. If they wanted to give it to Cena, I understand that. But give it to Cena and Brian. Yeah. SummerSlam. That was one of the best matches John Cena's ever had, period. Yeah, that was an excellent match. Him and Cesaro, him and Punk, like you mentioned. It was a year ago next week that he had that amazing matchup with CM Punk on Raw that lasted a half an hour yeah. when the winner went to WrestleMania. So, yeah, I completely agree. Around the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was such like an said, amazing my match. Girlfriend, my girlfriend's always been watching wrestling as long as we've been together, so probably mm-hmm. less than a year. She got hooked on the CM Punk DVD. Uh, we watched it on Netflix, and she was like, oh, I want to watch it. You know, see that guy. Mm-hmm. And then she, I wasn't watching Raw because I had to go to work. I worked third shift. She texted me and said, I don't know what just happened, but it looked brutal. And I'm <laughs> like, what? So, I, so then I, I got on Twitter, and I think it was you or somebody else said something about a pile driver, and I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a great match. I gotta go back and watch that. It's a that great again. move, man. Yeah. It's one of the best moves of all time. Mm-hmm. It's classic. I mean, Oh, but I think the fact that it's not used anymore is a good thing, because when it is used, in WWE it's banned, but I mean, CM Punk went against the grain, and I think it was Punk that used it, not Cena, I don't think, but... Um, yeah, no, that's what I said, uh, yeah, Cena yeah. took it, like, that's what Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the fact that it's not used anymore, and when they do use it in a, you know, in a blue moon, and when they use it, it feels that much more special. Like, when over in, I mean, not the trash TNA, like every other typical guy on the internet, but... When Bully Ray did the pile driver to Mr. Anderson week in and week out and pile driving yeah. every member of Aces and Eights and said, I'm going to pile drive your wife and your kids every single week. I mean, <laughs> like, come on, it loses its impact after, like, I will the first three Bully times. I Bully Ray is probably one of the best things that's ever happened to TNA, though. Bully Ray is a great deal, man. He is, yeah. He does a great job of getting heat. I just think... His current, it, it, I mean, again, going off on the TNA tangent, but, you know, nonetheless, his, <laughs> we just go all over the place here. But anyway, um, his feud with Anderson, it was good um, early on. I don't think, I think it overstayed its welcome. I don't know if you saw it or not, but. Well, that's, in, TNA's, that's TNA's claim to fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things. Yeah, but um, they had, uh, they were in a church or something. Not the Aces and Eights funeral. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But they had Anderson and Bully Ray in a funeral home, and you just see mm-hmm. Bully Ray sitting in the back, and it was like it was laugh out loud funny, like it was that yeah. hysterical because it was so one. It was badly produced. The lines that they yeah, were saying oh, were sure. terrible, and it's just the the content that they were saying in that promo was just hilarious, and and not not in a good way either. So, um, so like the like the acting in that scene could have led up to like a hardcore porn. Thing, <laughs> yeah, been, exactly. I wouldn't even have been surprised. I yeah. Just, <laughs> oh my god yeah just that was just stupid the whole dark character that he's been doing not my favorite incarnation of the bully ray character but yeah i definitely agree bully ray is a great heel yeah. but um what were we talking about before that oh john cena yeah of course his match with cesaro people someone tweeted me after the match and said how can you enjoy this crap cena just buried cesaro i'm just sitting there laughing like how did he not bury really, cesaro right? If he buried Cesaro, he would have beat him in like thirty seconds with like two moves. That's burying someone. Yeah. You talk about burying. He would have kicked out of like you know two neutralizers or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the upper cuts and the, and that. Yeah, oh just my god! Just because you beat somebody doesn't mean you're buried. Oh yeah, that yeah, exactly. Anything. That suplex off the top rope was amazing. People got out out of their seats and they were like, "Oh my god, he's, this is how I was going to win." He, like he's a lot of the moves that he's getting big. I've been watching him do for years. Like, yeah, I watched him. There was a guy's name was T.J. Perkins. Yep, Manic in TNA. Him, yep. Yeah, I watched him do a giant swing or a Cesaro swing or whatever you want to call it on T.J. Perkins for a hundred revolutions. I think that's on he YouTube spun somewhere. That man, yeah, he spun that man for a hundred times. <laughs> and not the stupid WWE, let's count time instead of revolution. So it was like a revolutionary 100. It was, it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Was <laughs> <laughs> it's comical. It's comical looking back on it now because it was almost a year ago that reports were surfacing online saying that backstage officials thought that Cesaro was too boring in the ring, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and that well, came because they wouldn't let him do anything. You know, they wouldn't yeah. let him. And that came only days I, I don't after. Know what he calls it in the WWE two K fourteen two K fourteen game. It's called the very European uppercut. It's the uh, the back body drop into the European uppercut. He used to call it the Swiss Death when he yeah. was in a. Yep. That move. The first time I seen him do that in a WWE ring, I was like, okay, well that's that's a fine. Like I don't I don't understand. <laughs> but the fact that letting, I think you know, watching a guy like John Cena, you know, take such a dangerous-looking move, yeah, that speaks volumes, I think, to the backstage wrestlers how much they like him and want to see him get over by letting them, you know, put in that good stuff like that dangerous, that dead weight superplex balancing on a rope that could go wrong so many ways. You could drop yeah. a guy, you know, you could give him like an accidental brain buster on the rope or what's up. But I mean, I think it just speaks volumes to how people think of him backstage to let him do that kind of stuff on him, especially the, the main John Zena, you know. I think it was at a house show a couple months ago that either they were in Germany or Switzerland or wherever else, and Cena had a match or something, then he called out Cesaro to a big hometown pop, and he put him over huge in a huge, huge way. And then there was a photo surfacing online of them working out together at the Performance Center. So the, it's no secret oh. that, that Cena's very high on, uh, on, on Cesaro. So, and otherwise, oh, my God. Before, before I lose my, my, my train of thought and lose my anger on this, <laughs> the one thing that ruined the match, I didn't ruin it, but Michael Cole saying that John Cena and Antonio Cesaro are cut from the same wrestling wrestling field. <laughs> yeah. what he said. I was watching, you got to be fucking, oh, pardon my friend, you got to be kidding me. There's no, no, sorry, bodybuilder, greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, no way. There's no way yeah. Cena could ever hold a candle. The only reason he looks like he holds a candle is because Cesaro carries him on his back for the match for the most part. Yeah, that was great. That was a good line from from Comedy Cole oh over God. on commentary. I've been really I've been really upset with the commentary for a while now. It, I mean, it was just, better last night. I think it was better last night, though. They were focused last night. They didn't spend too much time on the shenanigans. No. Did you see the, uh, the when uh, they buried CM Punk before the Raw on YouTube? Yeah, the go-away chance. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that kind of That's stuff right stupid. there. You can just... I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. The biggest, one of the biggest stars you've had in the last two, three, four years, you know. You just... Bury him. <laughs> I, mean, I know it wasn't on air, but I mean, yeah. still, that's that's necessary. Yeah, it's not necessary. <laughs> I mean, I understand he's not a well liked guy, but he doesn't deserve to be buried like that. Yeah, I mean, I know he walked out and everything, and he deserves to be not punished for that. But he 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 is at fault for walking out before his contract expired. But I mean, yeah, that's that's well, unprofessional. Did the same thing. What? You know, the biggest wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin, did the same thing. Yep. Yes, he did. And the very next week, they were praising his career. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Then tonight, 
it's just, uh, it's, yeah, they, you know, they gave him an angle for two or three weeks about Austin taking his ball and going home. Like, they set off of him doing that, you know, for storyline. They didn't even do that. CM Punk got Chris Benoit as soon as he left the company. Like, yeah, immediately, too, yeah. Their set. But, I mean, that's just the only, the only way I can think about it is he got Benoit, man. They're not even mentioning it. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, yeah. I, I think, uh... I don't know. Let me ask you this. Would you think it'd be better if they didn't mention him at all or if they did mention his departure but completely buried him? Oh, what would be better? Well, I mean, obviously, as a fan of CM Punk, I'd like to say, you know, not mentioning it at all gives it a certain allure because guys are like, you know, that that sparks the internet debate on if it was a work or not, which there's still people out there still clinging to the fact that this could be a work. No, it's not a work. I would like to think, I, I would think not... Yeah. I mean, not, this, not, not going this far, but... Uh, I think there's a possibility that he could have resigned and he'll come back. I don't think it was the work from the get-go, well, no, there's also I don't want to call them conspiracy theories, but a buddy of mine on, uh, does the, the Wizard World Comic-Cons, the panel with CM Punk, he was talking about storylines not being drawn out. You know, he'd like to oh, see yeah. something about that. Yep. So he'd, like to, he'd like to see something done about that. Maybe he'd be the next thing he'd want to work on. So that got sparked debate on, okay, this could be just a long, drawn-out storyline. You know, I think the fact that he hasn't showed up, at least showed up anywhere else, leads to maybe this could be the, the, the most intricate work of all time. I would, like to think, I would like to think so, man, but honestly, I don't think it's a work. Well, I think, not. Oh, no. I, I would love to think like, so, though. That's a little kid wrestling fan in me. Like, he's <laughs> no. all mad in me thinks that this dude just left his job. Like, there's no... <laughs> the mark in me is saying that he comes back out through the crowd in Chicago in two weeks. How amazing oh, oh would that God, be, that man? Oh, my God, that would be fucking great. <laughs> Sorry, I know I curse too much, but... Nah, just, it's okay. Just the thought of that would be just... You know, the tail end of the show. The tail end of the show after the crowd is completely hijacked raw after not seeing CM Punk, and then he just comes out through the crowd and gives a GTS to Triple H or Kane or whoever's in the ring. Oh my god! I think that'd be oh my god! No, that'd be taking it way too far. (laughs) They just need to have him sit in the front row and not even mention him. (laughs) Yeah, just him in the in the front row waving the camera week after week in the front row. Just don't mention him on TV. Just have him do crazy shit, you know, hold zany signs. Yeah. <laughs> Bring Colt Cabana yeah, along put, with him. Yeah, put his spirit society mask on and have a sign that says, <laughs> I am not CM Punk and shit like that. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a, that would be pretty hilarious. Oh, God. Anytime you could put Colt Cabana on TV, it'd be great, too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, we are winding down on the show, so uh, we won't be able to go in-depth with our predictions, but I do want to do quick predictions for Elimination Chamber. So uh, we'll just keep it brief, but uh, first matchup on the card, kickoff. We got Cody Rhodes and Goldust versus Ryback and Curtis Axel. Your thoughts? Uh, who cares? <laughs> no <laughs> prediction at all? I, two tag teams going at it. Uh, my prediction is the Rhodes, obviously. Yeah, it's a shame they took the titles off him. But, um, yeah, they gotta keep him. They got to keep him in the title contention, so Rhodes. Yeah, I got Rhodes, too. I'm going to go further than that and say Rhodes in 4 minutes and 36 seconds. Four minutes and 36 seconds. No, yeah, I completely agree. I think the road should go over, too. I think they should still face off at WrestleMania. I know there was a, a report saying that they won't because Goldust was denying it on Twitter, I guess. But what does that mean, honestly? I mean, honestly, that would be awesome. You could put Dusty Rhodes in there yeah. you know, as a catalyst for this, and that would be amazing. That would be entertaining television. Have Goldust be at his utmost crazy. Cody Rhodes kind of doing his, you know, uh, 
what do you call that, the uh, entitled stick. That'd be awesome, but mm-hmm. that's just me. No, yeah, I agree. They kind of teased it on on, uh, on Raw this Monday, so I would hope they end up going that route. But anyway, um, yeah. next match on the card, we've got Darren Young versus Titus O'Neil. Your pick. Titus O'Neil's going to – if he doesn't beat him badly, he's still going to beat him. I mean, Titus, they're, they're, they're gearing Titus O'Neil up to be a bigger deal. Um, now, like I said, with the LGBT community saying, you know, Darren Young's been getting a big, a big pop for that. For lack of a better term, so I don't know, but I still say Titus going over. I want to say Titus, but then if the crime time feud was any indication, when JTG went over and they both went nowhere, and then Chad got yeah. released, I want to. I, I would like to say Darren Young, maybe, but I'll go with Titus because Darren well, they're Young. Both, they're both more talented than Chad and JTG for crime time, so I don't agree. Going nowhere, Titus O'Neil is Titus O'Neil is hilarious as and a he's face. Good in the ring. I think he's a yeah. better face than he is a heel, though. That's the issue. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't have both faces, and they're not oh, going to no. turn, you know, the guy who just came out as gay as yep. heel. So right now, yep. it's going to be Titus O'Neil, Titus O'Neil going over. Yep, I got O'Neil as well. Up next, we got for the WWE Tag Team titles, New Age Outlaws versus Usos. Your pick. Honestly, I see the Usos. Really? I'm going to go against the grade and say the Usos, yeah. I think they're not making a big deal about it. I think that both teams not being on television that much. I mean, they are, they have been on television, but both teams not, you know. There really hasn't been too much hype for this match. Yeah, no. So I, I see the Usos going over. I want to see the Usos win the tag team titles, but I said this on during uh, during Raw on Monday on Twitter that they should win it as a monumental moment at WrestleMania. Maybe like a multi-man tag team match. Maybe you throw Ziggler and Miz in there and whoever else. The New Age Outlaws, a lot of people are crapping on their title reign, but I think it's oh, fine. I love it. I think it's amazing. Really? I think that, oh, I know that this is, this is not a popular opinion. Oh, no, but, yeah. But I think that them coming back and doing this has been great. People have been screaming, you know, Triple H shenanigans and whatnot or whatever. But I think that on my television every Monday night, seeing the New Age Outlaws, whether they're 60 or however old they are, I, I think it's more entertaining than seeing the Rhodes Brothers with titles. Ooh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I like the road. Sc- I like the Road Brothers more, honestly. But the road, the uh, the New Age Outlaws. The only issue that I have with them is the fact that uh, they do their babyface shtick before the before every one of their matches when they're supposed to be heels. That's my only issue with them. Oh, aside yeah. from that, well, you, know, you also. I mean, I I'm, I've read that you know you're not a fan of that or whatever. But you also got to understand, people watching the show don't really know. They they, they don't want to see you know bad guys the bad guy New Age Outlaws. You know what I mean? They want to see him do the stuff they do when they're good guys. And I think a heel New Age Outlaw really is not that entertaining, in my opinion. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, I've got New Age Outlaws here, and then Usos win the titles at WrestleMania. Because like you said, if they make a bigger deal out of this, then the Usos should win the tag team titles. But because they haven't given it all that focus, the Usos should win it on a bigger stage, and I think that should come at WrestleMania. So i got New Age Outlaws here. Um, up next, we've got Big E versus Jack Swagger for the IC title. Your pick. I don't even understand why I'm being asked. Big E, all day. <laughs> I've got Big Jack e Swagger. I've got Jack Swagger, and here's why. Jack Swagger wins the IC championship. Cesaro loses the chamber. Zeb Coulter turns on Swagger. I'm sorry, turns on Cesaro for losing at the chamber and joins Swagger because he won. Then you get a face Cesaro versus heel Swagger for the IC Championship at WrestleMania. So I've got Swagger here. That, I mean, that's, 
as much as I'd like to see that, and as much as that would be amazing, I see it going Big E winning, Cesaro losing the chamber, and then Cesaro winning the title at WrestleMania. And that could still do the same thing, but I don't think they'd give the, uh, that program a, a WrestleMania spot. No, that's a good point. I don't know. The big the big E push has been questionable. I love Big E, but they really haven't been spotlighting him recently as much as they did a couple months ago um, for some mm-hmm. reason or another. I don't know why. but um, there's, it, nobody in, there's nobody for him to face. The mid-card's essentially dead. Figure. That's why, yeah. Yeah, but you, you give the title to somebody like Cesaro. People would I mean, care. Cesaro, yeah, people would care about the Intercontinental title. Cesaro could yep. wrestle Ziggler. He can wrestle all these guys and, you know, give a name to the title again. So that's why I say Swagger loses, Cesaro goes over Big E at WrestleMania to prove he's the better part of the two. You know, I got Swagger, but we'll have to see. But I know Cesaro's winning the IC title at some point, so I think we can agree on that. Yeah. And um, up next, we've got Batista versus Del Rio. Your thoughts? Batista. Come on. <laughs> no, it, it's funny, there's, though. It's there's, funny really that- no, there's really no analyzation you could make of why it wouldn't be Batista. You would think that if the we know Batista's winning, it's his first singles match back in four years. He's winning, but you would think that since we all know that that WWE would have at least made an attempt to make us think that Del Rio was going over by getting the better of Batista on more than one occasion. He didn't get the best of him on one occasion. Maybe what a shot on Twitter, a verbal yeah. shot on Twitter, like two months ago. Yeah. He's been lo- he's been made to look inferior on WWE TV since day one. Uh, this is- Del Rio's on his way out, man, honestly. I don't think... That's probably why. I think why. that's the thing with Batista. He's gone, pretty he's, much. He's in a freaking neck brace. They made him look out... They made yeah. him out to look like a complete coward and a complete wuss on Raw this week. Yeah. yeah. There was a report... And that hurts me, because I love Del Rio. Del Rio's entering work has been... It is, yeah, exactly. ...since he came back. His matches... But he was, the match he had with RVD was awesome. Yep. It's just Del Rio... His he, character. The, uh, the Mexican aristocrat character just didn't hold his water very yeah. well, I don't think. Yeah, it's very stagnant. His in-ring skills are very, very, very much there. He's excellent in the ring, yeah. but he's definitely on his way out, and they're probably just burying him on his way out. So no surprise there. I've got Batista as well. Now time for the two biggest highly anticipated matches oh. of the night, the Wyatt family versus the Shield, the first ever encounter between the two teams. Your thoughts? Um, honestly, I see the Wyatt family going over due to a Shield walkout of some kind, whether it be... You know, just Ambrose leaving or Reigns walk out. They're not going to have Reigns turn heel by, you know, if Reigns turns heel and leave, walk away from the Shield, that would actually, I think, make him more of a heel move than anything else. So I see Ambrose, either Ambrose, Ambrose and uh, Rollins leaving and then having it be a three on one situation and Rome Reigns still looks strong, but they'll end up beating him at the end. Keep his momentum going. Good, Yeah, that's a very good scenario. I very much agree. I got Wyatt Family going over here as well. Interesting to note that, that the Wyatt Family has never been defeated in six-man tag team matches, unlike the Shield, who have suffered various losses yep. in six-man tag team action. So, yep, I got the Wyatt Family well, as well. Well, the Wyatt Family is the best thing going in wrestling right now. Period. I think both of them are the greatest thing going in WWE right now. See, They're no, both I excellent. Think, I, I love, now, don't get me wrong. I love the Shield. I mean, I, I've been watching Dean Ambrose, like I said, back when he was in CZW doing crazy death matches and... Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, obviously. His microphone work has always been crap ever since. Even <laughs> he was in the independent, it's just don't put a microphone near Seth Rollins. But he's gotten a lot better since his independent days oh, by yeah, far. Yeah. But, yep. um, and then Roman Reigns, the guy who I least liked out of all three of the guys, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Well, <laughs> yeah. who I deserve to be you know, a typical internet wrestling guy. 
why the hell does this guy deserve to be with Ambrose and, you know, yeah. John Moxley and Tyler Black, and then he's the one who's impressed me the most out of all three of them. He's come a very long way. I don't. E- I don't like Reigns all that much, and even I want to see him turn on the Shield. I mean, it's going to be amazing. I don't. I don't, I don't understand this deep-voiced, uh, somewhat urban ladies' man thing they have him going. On. I don't understand. Like, yeah, that was a little weird. It sounds very. It sounds very sexual to me. And like <laughs> that, that weird. That weird comment he made at the Wyatt on the screen was like something you hear a black grandmother say in my neighborhood. <laughs> it seems like they're setting him up to be. I mean, I, you can never say who's the next who, but I think he's going to be the next yeah. Rock. I think he's going to be the next Rock. I think oh, absolutely. Be... I mean, he's just he's phenomenal. He's just the, yeah. He is right now the most, I don't want to say interesting, but when he's on television, it's spectacular. Him and Cesaro right now are the two best. And Bray Wyatt, too. I think the top three guys oh, who oh are prime for a the push. Oh, between him and Daniel Bryan, that was the, 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 the Bryan and... Uh, like every time I see something great, I get mad because I'm never going to be on the show to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, Brian and Wyatt, man, that was the best match I've seen. That, in my, that, in my opinion, that match trumped Lesnar and Punk for the best uh, match of the modern era. Ooh, really? I love Lesnar Punk. I thought that had a better story going into it oh. than. Uh... Then Bray Wyatt and Cena, or Cena and no, I'm sorry, uh, Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. But obviously, the the gem of the Royal Rumble. Everything else was mediocre to crap. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, yeah, I think that was that is definitely up there with the best matches of 2014. And it's only been a month and a half, so it's hard to say. But um, with yeah, Cesaro, I mean, that's like... yeah, I mean, we're a month and a half in, but it's definitely Cesaro, Cena, Cesaro, Orton, and Brian Wyatt as the top three matches thus far, and that's obviously going to change with WrestleMania. Like we had Punk and Undertaker last year holding Maybe. the match of the year, you know, gauntlet for like six months. So we'll have to wait yeah. and see. But um, finally, in the main event for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, an elimination chamber matchup pitting the current champion Randy Orton against John Cena, Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, Cesaro, and Christian. Your pick. Well, barring any kind of shenanigans after the chamber, if we're just saying whoever, let's just say, for instance, you know, there's no room for wrestling tomfoolery, and it's winner of the chamber versus Batista, it's got to be Cena. The WWE doesn't have the balls to give us a John Cena. I mean, to give us a Batista, Randy Orton, WrestleMania main event. But out of those, out of those guys, the only person I could see making any sense going into it would be Cena versus Batista. That's the only major marquee WrestleMania match out of all those guys. Yeah, I don't know. We've we've seen that before, but I've, I'd much rather see a rematch between those two than between Orton and Batista. And well, then we don't know what's going on with with Lesnar yet. We haven't seen Lesnar in how long? Because he. Blast Since, at the big show, he was on Raw the next night. Yep. Hell out of everybody. In the paper, he's I mean, in his hometown. Yeah, I mean, we could see. I mean, like I said, wrestling tomfoolery. You could have you know Batista versus somebody on Raw to lose his you know number one contender spot. Or yeah. you could see. I could see. You know, maybe you could see Daniel Bryan because they kind of played it Monday night. Daniel Bryan getting injured. You know, Dane taking him out of the. Uh, being taken out of the chamber, I think, could be a possibility. And, uh, you know, having a, some kind of storyline where you need to find somebody to fill Brian's spot, it's Lesnar. It could happen. I don't think Lesnar wins the championship, and I don't think he should enter only if he's going to lose. Um, it would be great to see him in his hometown, of course. Maybe just, you know, afterwards he beats somebody up or whatever. But um, if he's not going to be on Raw all that much going up to WrestleMania, then I think it's kind of a waste to put the title on him. But then again, you can make the same case with The Rock from last year. So um, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, 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 my, right now, I mean, you know, wrestling, dream match, whatever. Right now, I'd love to see Brian versus Lesnar. Yeah, that some people be, have said that as that'd well. That would be a hell of a match. 
It would be, yeah. I think I, I think a possibility is, and we've seen this done, I think, four years ago, but first of all, my prediction is Orton. Orton's going over. They've been made him out to look weak. There's no doubt about it that he's going over. Is it predictable? It's extremely predictable. But then again, so is the Royal Rebel, and WWE obviously yeah. had no problem with going with Batista. I as swear to God, they spoiled it. When I text you on Twitter, yep. I swear they ran that promo, and then oh, like yeah, an hour right, later right, right. they ran a different commercial. I was like, they just spoiled it. Like, cause he just spoiled yeah. it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, there's no way that... If they're making that big of a deal about it on the promos, there's no way he won the Rebel. But he did. Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. I they made a mistake. The USA Network made a mistake, man. I'm telling you. Now they're not going to resign with NBCU. Now they're going to go to a different network because of that commercial. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go to Spike. Gonna go to Spike again. No more TNA Impact. TNA Impact is gonna be on your local CBS station or whatever else, Channel 13. But um, yeah, yeah, I definitely think Orton's going over. Unfortunately, but in a dream scenario, Brian wins this Sunday, and then immediately afterward, Batista has his title shot. It doesn't have to be at WrestleMania. We saw No Way Out no, 08. Not specifically said. Yeah, they've done it before. Yeah, like with uh, with John Cena. John Cena granted his got his title match at the No Way Out pay per view back in 08. Granted, he said it before that he wants to do it beforehand, not at WrestleMania. But Batista, and like this is like I was saying before, draws comparisons to four years ago. But Brian yeah. wins the championship. Batista cashes in his title shot, and after all the teasing of dissension between him and Triple H, it ends up being a ruse. They're working together. He joins the Authority. He beats Brian yeah. for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Orton's kicked out of the authority, but is still a heel because they've been teasing tension and not showing confidence in Orton. Batista wins the title from Brian. Brian gets his rematch clause at WrestleMania. So does Orton. Bam! Triple threat between the two at WrestleMania. Dream scenario. Right now, I don't know. I, that'd be awesome. I don't see it happening. Uh, but no, go ahead. See, I think I don't. Right now, I don't see who wrestles Taker. I mean, it, I don't. It's, I don't. I mean, you could make a case for Lesnar. You know, Lesnar versus Taker would be awesome, I think. I mean, they've wrestled each other before on a few occasions, and they've been great matches. The most bloody and brutal match, in my opinion, in the history hell in of the cell, right? was the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, great match. Lesnar, when Taker had that faucet coming out of the side of his head, I still, that's brutal. But uh, I would see maybe Lesnar, but I don't think so, man. I think they're going to, I don't know. I'd love to see Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker. Just those, those, pro, those promos back and forth between each other would be amazing. Bray Wyatt, I think, I well from what it's been te- uh, from what's been teased over the last few months, or what was teased immediately after the Royal Rumble, was that he's going to be facing John Cena. This has been reported for months now. So well, yeah, I they had that thing at the Royal Rumble. What was that? They had that situation at the Royal Rumble when he yeah. attacked Cena or whatever. Yeah, and I th- some people, someone asked me a little while ago. Oh, well, they haven't built <laughs> off it since then. They haven't built off of it because they want to focus on the Shield and the Wyatt family, and they don't want to make the Elimination Chamber so predictable. So they're gonna they yeah. put it on the back burner. So I see Cena versus Wyatt happening, but um, on a dream yeah, card. No, I, I honestly, I see Cena winning this this weekend. I really do. I don't know I don't why. Know. I just. I don't know. I don't want to see Cena with the belt again. That would be what his 16th oh, championship. Would he be tied oh, no. with Ric Flair then? Uh, no, he'd be one behind Ric Flair. He'd be 15? Is it 15 or 14 now? I don't know. Well, no, he was he was 14 times, so it'll be one one behind Flair. Oh, okay, okay. I could have sworn, though. I could have sworn that the maybe, WWE... Maybe I am wrong. I don't know. My, my numbers when it comes to things like that. <laughs> the fact know. we're even talking about how many title reigns that John Cena has had, 13 or 14 title reigns, is ridiculous. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, I mean, um, Ric Flair had to spread out over, what, 40 years? Yeah, exactly, not 10 years. years, something like that. Yeah, not not even 10 years, like 8 years. It's been 9 years almost, but yeah. whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I like it because it's not extremely predictable. If Orton wins, Orton wins, whatever. I just don't think WWE is dumb enough to go with Orton versus Batista at WrestleMania. They can't. The fans in attendance will poop all over that matchup. There's no way that's happening. They can't. They have to add somebody else in there. I see it coming down to uh, whoever whoever wins it. Yeah. I see Cesaro going down. I see Cesaro being the last man in the chamber. Not not to win it, but I see him uh, going whoever will. Him and whoever actually wins the match being at the end of the match. It'd be super sexy if it came down between him and Brian, and Brian won. Oh my god, that'd be amazing! Oh. Like a like and, a beautiful like a beautiful twenty minute back and forth between Brian and oh. Cena, and uh, I mean uh, Brian and Cesaro in a perfect world. Then uh, Brian gets a roll up win over Cesaro for the victory. That'd oh. be oh my god, the place I is coming. Now, I, I've never even in the independent scene. Not that I can remember. Like I said, I'm an independent wrestling freak. Yep. I could never remember seeing Brian Daniels or Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro ever. In a world in title match, like no were, less. Like they were like they were in a uh, like they were in the company at the same time, but I don't ever remember seeing them wrestle each other. Like I've seen you know Chris Hero because uh, Chris Hero and uh, Cesaro were a tag team called yep. the Kings of Wrestling. Yep, yep. I've I've seen uh, I've seen Brian and Hero a few times. Yep. But I don't ever remember seeing Brian versus Cesaro. If it was, it was early on before he was the. The uh, the machine he has been the last six seven years. Oh yeah, at least in WWE, I know they had that gauntlet match last year on Raw. It wasn't technically yeah. a singles match, but they had that, and then they had a singles match between the two, their first ever singles match on SmackDown, maybe like two weeks ago or something. It was a really good oh, match. No, I was talking about I was talking about this purely on the independent. Oh oh yeah but yeah I yeah. Was talking yeah. About, I know they wrestle each other in WWE, but I'm talking oh, about okay. like, on a on a on a the independent level. Like that is not a very very big as it goes back to dream matches I've always talked about <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah speaking of such I'm sorry we didn't we weren't able to get to that today the oh. dream matches but hopefully we can have you back on another time and we could talk we could go on I could talk to you for hours man it's been such a fun no, we time we could do a whole hour on just those yeah exactly <laughs> so um yeah hopefully I'll be able to have you back on before Wrestlemania or around Wrestlemania season it's been a great time but um, we went into overtime today, but there's no worries. We had a lot to cover. Um, had a great time covering it. But um, before That's you cool. go, be, uh, just make sure to plug your Twitter and what else and uh, where the fans can find you, man. Oh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, just Jacob Bloom. The pictures half me and clown paint. The other half my real face. <laughs> and uh, and the, on the Twitter, it's uh, on, the, on the Twitters and tweets. It's uh, at Jacob. All uppercase letters, J-A-C-O-B, and then L-O-O-M, one word. And uh, that's it. Again, I think it's the same picture on my tweets, the uh, clown regular face thing. I'm not a juggalo, though, so don't, don't anybody freak out. <laughs> Sounds good, man. And um, for those listening live or on the archive version, you can listen to the archive version over on my website, nextererawrestling.weebly.com. Check out exclusive excerpts of the show up on my YouTube channel, Graham Jason Matthews. Follow me on Twitter at Graham Jason Matthews as well, at WrestleRant, and same thing for my Facebook page. And make sure to listen to WrestleRant every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8, 7 Central Time, 8 Central Time, I'm sorry. Um, we'll be back next week with Elimination Chamber Review, the review of one of the biggest and most anticipated Raws in quite some time. We'll be back next week, this very Tuesday night. And this is GSM signing out. Till next week, folks. <laughs>